Jay Crawford, Adam the Bull, Garrett Bush, and so many big names, it would take me hours to say all of their names. The ultimate Cleveland sports show. Booyah. Take that. Take that. It is Friday, everybody. And welcome to the ultimate Cleveland sports show. Look who made it to town. Yeah. Jackson. We don't have to see you in a little box. You're in person. In the building. In flesh. Yes. Amen. And he brought us. Hey, by the way. Hey, show that man love, man. You see what he brought us. See how he pulled up. Tell us what that is. Because the average drinker probably won't even appreciate it. So it's actually at every bar. You just don't look for it. Yeah. Uh, Scotch whiskey, Caribbean cast. It is deliciousness on your tongue. Wow. And I usually I usually drink this with a big ice ice cube or a cigar. So if you like cigars, right. you that's wanna, a man's drink. This right is a man's there. drink. So, so just one ice cube. That's yeah, the way one, to go. One big ice cube. One big ice that's cube. What, that's what I'm doing. Dude, thank you. Seriously, I'm, thank you man. for that. I'm, I might, I might, I'm gonna mess around and just devalue it. I'm gonna just have a square, just <laughs> a random square. G Bush, you smoke? <laughs> so yeah, I got this camel light. <laughs> Not to be enjoyed with a camel light. This, yeah, right. this is for grown. This is for grown, grown folks right here. So McNuggets, yeah, he's, 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 he couldn't have it. He's out. No, no, no. He's, what do you have to say a, about that? You can't McNuggets. be a grown man with I, a baby. I I took a little bit of offense to that to quote, but hey, it's I throw jabs at him, he throws jabs at me. I'm pretty sure there's a fifth one in the back he just didn't bring on set. Mm. You, so you think there's something waiting for you after the show? I think I got the double size one. They were taking oh. a picture before the show. We took a picture yeah. of the two of, of Mikey and DeQuell like squaring, squaring off, off the box. <laughs> that that fight would be over very quickly. Oh, oh, it, yo, it wouldn't fact. be a fight. Yeah, yeah, that's a not fight. a fight. One yeah, punch yeah. in the floor. However, that's to promote their basketball game, which is which will happen the next time you come to town. Yes. And McNuggets believes in his heart with everything his 29 year old body is worth that he's going to win that competition. Well, well, I mean, you have to you have to believe you, you have That's a true. fight, you know, but it, it won't be close. Man, this I can man, promise you it will not be close. If we boxed, I'm no. dead. Yeah. If we dead. shoot three pointers. Okay. I'm living forever. No game. Right. No, right. it, no, just three pointers. We gotta have a game. I know. We, we do, do both. have to figure out the parameters. We should do both. We'll, get, we'll figure it out. All right. Figure it out. Because I, I, I do think we have to have a game of 21. Just I so I can see. Quell's just gonna down. back him yeah. down. Yeah. Though. Like, no, I, I got. I got a little mid-range this game. This is All right. easy. You guys gotta understand. You you play. If you play one on one. Yeah. It's called three dribbles. You get three. Well, no, dribbles. I don't like to play like that. That's NBA. That's why I can't do that. You ain't got the game. I made a mistake. My cousin, who played overseas, right. six, not played basketball. We played three dribbles all yeah. years ago. Yeah, that's and rough. I've never played again. Yeah, that's right. It's the hardest thing in the world. Oh, yeah, that is you, tough. You, you, I've never heard of that rule. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially if you're not a long-range shooter, like right. like our man is. Yeah. Okay, first, it's welcome. It's great to have yes, you great in to be studio. Here. I know the audience is going to enjoy that as well. Also, in the next hour of the program, Jason Lloyd from The Athletic is going to join us, and we're going to talk about a lot of the same things that we're going to get here in Hour 1, but we're also going to talk about the Guardians, who now, it's not official, but it's been approved by the uh, owners and Major League Baseball. They have now taken on a minority owner who will own, at least this year, about 30% of the team with the option to have majority and controlling interest within about seven years. So we'll talk about that in the second hour of the program. But first, we have to start with a really interesting report yesterday from Mike Florio, Bull, your favorite. Yeah, I don't like Of him. pro football focus. I know you don't. I know you don't. Uh, pro football talk, rather. So Florio uh, wrote a column, and there were two big takeaways. Number one is first was the NFL PA is bracing for what he called unprecedented punishment of Deshaun Watson. Unprecedented, guys. I mean, I don't know how they can say that. We know what happened to Ray Rice. Right. His, he had the death penalty. He never played again after, after his punishment. The second takeaway in this was, if that punishment happens, the union is going to come on strong with an aggressive defense that is going to be centered around comparing Watson's punishment to three owners who had similar issues with women that really faced no discipline whatsoever. So, and, and by the way, it's not just three owners. It's three cornerstone owners. And Robert Daniel Snyder had, yeah. Robert Kraft of the Patriots, Daniel Snyder, 
uh, of the Washington Commanders and Jerry Jones of the Cowboys. So these are three prominent yeah. guys that had their own issues. And Jay, let me Daniel Snyder in particular, like there is a like a boatload of allegations. Mm. Well, Robert Kraft, there was him. videotape of him getting a right. massage illegally. But, but yeah, sure. I, but to me, Daniel Snyder is much more like. Daniel Snyder's been accused of a, just a workplace environment sure. of bad Toxic. treatment towards Toxic. women. Yeah. I mean, like across and, the board. And so. guess what? Yeah. Sue Robinson, who is the former judge who has been appointed and approved by both the Players Association and the owners, is the one who's going to dispense whatever punishment Deshaun Watson gets. Her suggestion to the league, which they did not take, was that Daniel Snyder be forced to sell the Redskins. That's according to reports. She hasn't confirmed that. The league hasn't confirmed that. But according to reports, Sue Robinson was going to recommend to the league that Snyder be forced to sell his team. He should have been. I call them the Redskins. They're the commanders now. So, basically, I just want to start with your reaction. And, G. Bush, I want you to start. And you know why. Because you've been sitting in that chair for three or four weeks saying, hold up. Yeah. You can't have rules for players that don't apply Mm. to the owners. So, go. You're welcome, guys out there. I, I did a eloquent video that has reached over oh, I think it's over about 50,000 another one that's over 28,000 30,000 detailing exactly what you just heard my argument my case and I just said why do people believe that the NFL Players Association is not going to put up a fight first and foremost I'm gonna you are in a, in a catch-22 here because if you have unprecedented, when you say unprecedented, never seen before uh, uh, penalties against Deshaun Watson, and then you look over to the people that are paying Deshaun Watson, the people who are owning these organizations, and they get zero, well, see, now you've set up a case to catch 22. I argue that there's been three death penalties. One, Ray Rice, never seen again. It looks like they're trying to incorporate this indefinite suspension for Deshaun Watson. And the second one is Colin Kaepernick. He's been erased. So you're saying that, the, and so when they say the, the shield, the shield has to understand, and you you can't have certain conduct. That's a lie because here's the thing: you've effectively you've effectively gotten rid of Colin Kaepernick for simply kneeling. So you tell me, with Josh Gordon too, you could throw yeah. him in there. They effectively yeah. ruined and ended his career for smoking so weed. We, and yeah. so you're sitting here. We got to do this because it's the sexual assault. All the allegations. It's just way too much. Well, okay, well, I, you didn't think it was way too much when Kaepernick don't play, and you lost in court, and you had to pay him for collusion. I also will say, what happened What, what, what happened to the Flores case? Because somebody, somebody, anybody heard anything about that Flores case? Oh, I'm mm-hmm. sorry. Um, John Gruden lasted how many days? Two? Where was all the John Gruden? He's done, he's gone, let's shoot him up out of here. You guys have no moral ground to stand on. Zero. So you better just give him, and I'm going to let you know something right now. I don't use the R word very, very loosely, but I'm telling you, if you give us an indefinite suspension, you're going to have a problem with not only people on one side, you got a, you got a problem with people who look like me, who identify like me and come from where we, where we come from, because there's obviously two sets of standards two sets of outcomes and two cents that's sets of penalties depending on who you are. I'll just leave it at that to quell. Yeah, I think the NFL here just doesn't have a good reputation when it comes to discipline. It's all over the place. Yeah. even when I played the game when I was uh, a player, you didn't know what outweighed what um, uh, punishment would fit the crime. So here the NFL just completely dropped the ball in this case. You feel like they have all the facts. We we understand there were no criminal charges, but yet there's a ton of civil cases out here. Let's make a decision already. What are you waiting on? Make right. a decision. This unprecedented punishment. What does that even mean? What, what do you what, think it means? Because I, I a year I, suspension. I uh, think it means a year suspension, but, well, but not indefinitely from being able to work. There was no criminal charge. Again, I'm not trying to absorb him from any responsibility with these women accusing him of sexual misconduct. Right. I'm not saying that at all. He has he has to share some blame here. But again, the NFL has dropped c- continuously dropped the ball when it comes to mandating punishment, being proactive. Uh, we've all the NFL's always gotten a bad name, in my opinion, of being this reactive kind of space, right? It's like if, if we get a with the Ray Rice incident you brought up, mm-hmm. they initially handed down. I believe it was a four game suspension. Then, and the, then video the video 
shows, yeah. and now it's like, oh, wait, we got to really, you know, put the hammer down. They underreacted, and then perhaps some say they overreacted. Yeah, so it, they just don't have a good reputation when it comes to... Um, do you, you know, like the player. method that they've employed? Because the commissioner used to be the judge, jury, executioner. Mm -hmm. And to sort of take himself out of that bullseye of criticism, the league decided that they were going to go to an outside former judge, mm -hmm. and they've agreed upon Sue Robinson as the person that will sit in that role. The owners approved her, and the players' union approved her. And at the time, I thought, you know what? That's a pretty good way of doing it, because at least... Right. You've got the union that says she's going to be fair and the <clears throat> owners, but now even before this first big criticism, it looks good. She's in the crosshairs. She looks yeah, good. Just, it looks like you wanted to do something about it. But then again, you said hey, lip service. You look, say Daniel Snyder. We, I think you should, you should force him to sell. Ah, uh, we're not going to go that far. Sue. Yeah. <laughs> right, 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 yeah. right, right. Don't get yeah. beside yourself now. We don't want you. We don't <laughs> want you coming <laughs> out with that. Don't, don't, don't hey, mention hey, that. Don't publicly, now. Yeah. And I'm surprised <laughs> the players association didn't go crazy over that. And by the way, one owner we didn't mention Jimmy Haslam, whose business got raided by the FBI. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Mm -hmm. His whole business got raided by the FBI. A lot of people yeah. got trouble for that. He got somehow off the hook, even though he was running the whole show. Okay, they were doing all kinds of shady stuff, and he got no punishment whatsoever. Right. So there is a double standard. We know this in the NFL. It's completely unfair. It's there. The owners don't even hide behind it. There's been no penalties for anybody, really, in any kind of legitimate way. In terms of what DeQuell was saying, inconsistency, right? Uh, Calvin Ridley got suspended for betting... Uh, remember last year? Yeah, he got betting yeah, for, for a full year. Yeah. Josh yeah. Gordon, all those suspensions. Now... The rules were the rules with Josh Gordon. You know, you got to follow the rules. They're stupid. I think testing for marijuana is the dumbest thing on the face of the earth unless you're a doctor or a pilot. Uh, but uh, I don't care if you're smoking pot as a football player. Especially it when many to me. use it as a pain reliever. Exactly. It's so stupid. Um, and it's becoming legal smartly, finally, in a lot of states. Uh, I will say this. I think I, I've seen some of the tweets at Pat McManaman yesterday. They're yeah. disgraceful. Some people are saying idiotic things. Between Pat's entitled to his opinion. I think we all acknowledge that that we disagree with him. Certainly, G and I disagree with what Pat say yesterday. Right. But I respect his opinion to say that and have that belief. But the bottom line that is, is that, to my point earlier yesterday yeah. on, on Twitter, that's why it's a it's a dangerous place. That's to right. Live. But the bottom line is, guys, if they suspend him for any more than eight games. If I'm the PA, I'm going bananas over that. Eight, eight should be to. the max. I think it should be between six and eight. <clears throat> that, 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 let, let me just finish here. But any more than that is a, is, is ridiculous because, and, and here's the bottom, like the, the the idea that the league would be worried about too small a suspension because the PR is stupid Dumb. because no, yeah. because there are there are there's a there's a guy who's done something bad on every football team in every police station in every fire station in every radio station in every office in America and they don't lose their jobs over it unless some, they go to jail unless they go to jail right yeah you know yeah. I mean I, I, there's just it's just ridiculous uh, we can go through every walk of life. And it's stupid. If I want to protest everything that I don't like, well, I can't buy any clothes because they're made in places where there's child labor. I can't go to 15 different restaurants because I don't like their politics. Eventually, I got, what am I going to do? Sit in my home and twiddle well, my thumbs? This is a totally, this is tangential. I don't want to go down this road too much. Yeah. But we have, in this cancel culture, that we people have lost their jobs for tweeting right. their opinion. Right. A lot of people have lost their jobs for tweeting their opinion. Yeah. So, you know, that's a societal issue. I think in general, we've become less tolerant of people's thought. And well, so we, Colin Kaepernick. Has well, and I want to clear something up too, G. I didn't, want, I didn't want it to make it, make it seem. Yeah. When, when you, Colin Kaepernick was never suspended by the league. What what the league did to him was they just colluded against him to yes. keep him out, yes. which is worse. which is even worse. Yes. Because right. they tried to hide behind something, and they right. all got together and said. And, and look, they had to write him a check because it was going to go to court. Right. And he was going to... Yeah, he didn't actually lose in court. But no, he, he, he would have. He didn't lose in court, but the league felt that there was a chance that they yeah, could they, lose. Yeah, right. Which, they were going and to. And so here's one of the points that I want to make before we move on off of this. The reason this is a brilliant strategy from the NFLPA, two reasons, I think. Number one, there is a line in the personal conduct policy. And I don't know, McNuggets, if you took this graphic yet or not. We got it, yep. But I'll read it. The line from the personal conduct policy reads like this. Ownership and club or league management will be subjected to more significant discipline when violations of the personal conduct policy occur. Wow. Not just players, wow. ownership wow. and management. And here's the real genius behind this strategy. 
The NFLPA knows that the league did its own internal investigation. Right, right. But here's what they're going to do. They're going to drag the owners to court, and they're going to say, we need discovery. We want everything you found in your personal investigation. Mm -hmm. Because it was very interesting. The investigation into the then Redskins, or Washington football team, led to one person being disciplined, and that was John Gruden, who was yeah. not a league employee at the time, who's, who had who said some terrible things in some email to the general manager of Washington at the time. You mean to tell me that that voluminous investigation right. <laughs> just turned up that? So the league now is going to have to take everything they learned in the Dallas investigation, the Washington investigation, as well as the, uh, who was the other owner? Robert Kraft. The Patriots. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they're going to have to give it to the NFLPA. Mm-hmm. And they don't want that out of their That's hands. Right. So this might be a brilliant strategy by the NFLPA yeah. oh to leak this news, their strategy, to Florio mm-hmm. in an effort to tell the league, careful, boys. Yeah. Because if you come down too hard, we'll see you in court. Yeah. And we'll get to see all the evidence that you uncovered that you buried on Washington, on Dallas, and on New England. I'm put, I'm putting my last comment to DeQuell. Let me ask you this question. You played mm-hmm. in the league, man. And when you are told from a standpoint as a player, you can't do this, you can't do this. They got symposiums where you can't do this. You This is how you can mess up. They got motivational speakers. Your right. coaches tell you. How does it feel as a player when you've been told since the beginning about accountability, that big accountability word is huge in the league. Right. But yet and still, you see the owner do something, and then you see coaches do something. How does that make you feel as a player? And do you kind of like look at it like, really? Like this is this is we don't have the same set of standards. Right. You realize um, you're playing under a different set of rules than most people. And ownership, from a player standpoint. When all this is happening, Daniel Snyder's, you know, all these owners being caught up in this misconduct. As a player, you realize right right away, you're operating on a different set of rules, and the game I'm playing is completely different from theirs. So I have to. It's a very slippery slope you have to play, and if you understand it, yeah, it, you have issues. You have this double standard. Was with that the league. talked about a lot? Amongst oh, absolutely, players? absolutely, guys. We we forget there was a guy in the league who didn't get a unprecedented. Uh, punishment who actually killed someone. You're right. Wow, you're right. And right. he was able to come back and you're play. Right. You're absolutely I forgot right. about that. So Dang. we can go back to the history of the NFL and look at the inconsistency of punishment. So that's been an ongoing conversation throughout players, yep. coaches, in its entirety. Unfortunately, in America, the 1% does whatever the hell they want and they yeah. face no consequences. Yeah, and, yeah. and I the, think that this issue in the NFL yeah. may change that. At, the, at this league level. One yeah. other thing I wanted to point out, I mentioned John Gruden, who was the one who lost his job right. when they were investigating Washington and Gruden wasn't even an employee of the league. A judge recently ruled that his lawsuit against the league can go forward. And the reason that is important, because mm-hmm. if the league mm-hmm. doesn't settle with John Gruden, and my guess is they will, right. and the reason they will is because Mm. All of the stuff that they uncovered in that investigation is going to become evidence. And we're going to learn about it. And the one thing the league is very good at doing is burying stuff they don't want anybody to know about. Some Congress people are asking for the the whole Washington investigation. So the league is in a very tenuous spot right now. And this Deshaun Watson issue could end up being the powder keg that Mm. leads to big, big issues for the NFL. Let's see what happens from here. But I think it was a smart strategy by the NFLPA to really put yes, the pressure on should. the league before anything comes out right. and lets them know, careful. We're not letting it go. Because we're not letting yeah. this go. Right. Jay, we got it. DeQuell yesterday was at Brown's camp. And he saw Deshaun Watson practice. Yes. And you said something to me about watching him. Can you share that with the yeah, audience? Yeah, yeah. So, you know, I spent eight years here in Cleveland and I, we, carousel of quarterbacks. I get to Indy. You can tell Andrew Luck. The way the ball comes out of his hands is just different. Yesterday, watching Jacoby Brissett and watching Deshaun Watson, stark difference. The ball was crisp. He knew where he was going with the ball. It just feels and looks different. And listen, whenever he's able to play, he's going to be a difference maker right away. Special. Yes, right? Uh, earlier this week at Mandatory Camp, Jadavion Clowney had something to say that caught everybody's attention. Yeah. Uh, Mikey, Steve, if we can roll that soundbite from Jadavion Clowney, and then we'll react to it on the backside. But this caught everybody's attention. <laughs> I was all about where my boy Deshaun was going. 
when I talked to him. I saw I played with him and he kept us off the field a lot. And I was like, wherever you go, I, I, I know you're going to keep us off the field. You put up a lot of points, put us in rush. And uh, rushing situations, instead of having to stop run all the time. And I just wanted to go play with him and uh, see what I can do with him again. Yeah, I talked to him a few times before he signed. And after he signed, and, you know, stayed in touch the whole, doing that whole little thing about coming here and if he come, if I come, what was going to happen? And I told him if he go, I'll follow him up here. I go back. So that's what it came down to. Wow. <laughs> Interesting because it took a lot longer for him to sign than a lot yeah. of people thought. <laughs> right, and right. you would think that if that was his sole criteria, he would have signed way earlier. So, mm. but take it for what it's worth. What do you make of that? Would you have ever followed an offensive player? Hell yes. You, <laughs> yes. <laughs> you probably just didn't play it Let's, with any here that you would have followed. Right. So the re so when I was let go in 2014 here, I had a in my mind, I was going to go to a place that had a quarterback. Yeah. All the mm -hmm. things that Jadavion Clowney alluded to, hey, someone that can keep me off the field, someone that can move the chains, someone that could, that's a difference maker. Let's say it came down to Denver and Indianapolis, which was Peyton Manning and Andrew Luck. Yeah. So absolutely, I get wow. it. At, at, for him being a veteran in the league, he's looking at, hey, when I have a, I don't want to play 75 to 100 snaps a game. Mm -hmm. Playing with a difference maker, you go from 75 to 100 snaps a game to maybe 55 to 65 snaps a game. That could add a year yeah. or two to your Absolutely. career. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So it definitely makes sense, and I would definitely do it. If I had a chance to do it all over again, I would. Yeah, it absolutely makes all yeah. the sense in the world. Well, what Plus, do you they have the comments. relationship already, right? right. Sure, they played you know together them. in Houston. Yeah. I, that doesn't surprise <laughs> me at all. I mean, the, the quarterback on the team, if he's the guy, is revered, right? right? right. It's like you want to play. Everybody wants to play around that guy. Plus, beyond that stuff, which I don't think we we I would have thought about as a non-player, which I wouldn't have thought of the number. Right, of you plays. wouldn't have thought about that. I just but no. thought of the chance but of yeah, winning has increased. Uh, right, when he says it, you're like, oh yeah, that makes a lot of yeah. sense. Mm -hmm. But also, you're more likely to win a Super Bowl playing with the sure. Deshaun Watson if he's on the you know if he's able to be on the field than you are with. You know, whoever the hell else you might, you know, some schlubby quarterback on another team. So, sure. I, yeah, it makes total sense it to does. me. It does. The way you framed it was, yeah. was very smart. You know, I'm just laughing. Go back to – shout out to G. Bush. He won it today, man. You you guys keep confirming my People's stories. Champ. Yeah. By <laughs> the way, I told you – go back and check my timeline. I told you in late October, early November, I said, Jadavian – this is from – and these sources were good. Shout out to y'all, by the way. I told you Jadavian Clowney is not signing back with the Cleveland Browns if Baker Mayfield is the quarterback. I told you that. I tweeted it. I also told you that if they got Deshaun Watson, that Jadavian Clowney would sign. And he has signed. Now, the reality of the situation is there's lots of defensive players. The whole entire defense is thinking that way. He says something and I can I can totally completely understand as a defensive lineman. Ain't nobody trying to sit up here and and and, and defend the run. I ain't trying to be doing inside <laughs> tackle drill. I'm getting double teamed. They running zone. I'm getting chipped. I'm getting cracked back on by the tight end and they, it's second and three. You know what they can run in second and three anything. You out here looking crazy. We want to get you in third and long fourth, third and 12 and now I can get out here and rush the passer. That's what I get paid to do if I'm clowny. I, when you don't got a quarterback, they running the clock out on you. They pounding you, running play action on you. <laughs> the linebackers is biting. Nobody wants to do that. When you got, and plus, here's the thing, you know this. You play when you got when you got a quarterback that you know can come back. Mm -hmm. Don't you want to give him the ball back? Absolutely. Don't you want? Absolutely. Hey, come on out here, guys. Let's get you it three and out and get it back to him. You remind me of a memory when we were in Indy. Anytime it was third down, the offense had the ball and they converted. Guys on the sideline, the defense yeah, would start yeah, yeah. dapping each other. Hey, yeah, hey, yeah. We, we can sit another yeah. two minutes. Post it up. You know, like that's people, huge. Guys pay attention to the floor of the game, and when you have a guy that can move the chains, keep you off the field. Yeah. Oh, my, like you said earlier, it adds years. It, it adds a little more juice, and uh, yeah, it's does just it also make you more relaxed? If you know your quarterback is good, are you kind of in a way more relaxed on defense because you no. know the quarterback can come like can come back even if we do blow it, whatever the quarterback can come back. That's a great point. My first year in Indianapolis, yeah. I felt that. I yeah. felt that from the defensive guys. Like, why is this so lax as compared to being in Cleveland? Guys were, you know, every snap yeah. was everything. Yeah. And I had a problem with it, and it caused some friction between, in the locker room at one point. I'm like, you guys are too freaking lax yeah. because you guys have 12 back here. Right. No. 
And so, you know, that was one of my issues there. But yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. That happens that, that, a lot it happens. in the league. It happens. I, when I, I, I was in Tampa from 98 to 03. It ended with them winning the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. But in 98, 99, 2001, 2, they had great teams. They had Warren Sapp, yes. Derek Brooks, John Lynch, Rondé Barber. Yes. All those were defensive guys. Right. And in camp, when it was hot and everyone was irritable, you would hear guys from the defense yelling to guys on the offense, you guys better get your shit together. Absolutely. Yeah. We, we've we got to be better, guys. We can't be on the field 75% of the time. Right. And the way the seasons played out in those four years, the first four years I was there, was the defense was averaging 12 points allowed per game. Yeah. And they couldn't yes. score 14. Trent Dilfer was their quarterback. <laughs> yeah, then they brought in Brad Johnson. Gruden <laughs> yeah. finally got the offense clicking yeah. with Keyshawn Johnson, but they had to bring in guys. But there was always that friction between yes. the offense and the defense when the defense was powerful and the offense just wasn't pulling when, the weight. When you were on the Browns, down deep, was there like, did you feel like oh. you were going to lose because you, the offense was no good? We knew we had to. The conversation changed yeah. on defense to us stopping guys to, hey, we need to score on defense. Right. <laughs> yeah, right. Like that was our no. mantra. And like, if you're hey. thinking the defense has to score to win, that's not a yeah, good thing. Yeah, it was like, we had yeah. to, and it was such a hard thing to kind of yeah. quell the conversations of, right. hey, guys, like, we can't blame the, the, the offense, even though. It was it was fair, yeah. but you couldn't you couldn't go down that rabbit hole. But yeah, it, the conversation we got to score on defense. We have to generate three turnovers. Yeah, it's just almost out. impossible to do every game. <laughs> yeah, 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 and you had to deal with it. But it was extremely frustrating. But the players now, like Miles Garrett, Clowney, all these good players they have on defense, they're thinking we got Watson. Oh, like, yeah. we're gonna score a ton of points. Yeah, I'm sure. Listen, with the addition, if let's say if you know Watson when Watson does return to yeah. the field. The production we've seen from Miles Garrett will go through the roof. You think? Absolutely, because now he's he's not as tired. He's not. You're going to reduce plays Does by ten. Does point. it matter too that yeah. if they're always if if the other team is always playing from behind, that means more have more yes. chances exactly. to get after quarterbacks. Exactly. So go. so to that point, let's say this, you know this offense is scoring right away. You get a 14 point lead. Now the opposing offense. You got to abandon your your um, right. your scheme. Now you have to throw the ball. And, now and the defense Miles knows Garrett that. can pin his ears back. Yeah, we can have to, so yeah. it, it all it all works together. I'm getting excited talking about this. I know. Yeah. I'm fired yeah. up. The, the pieces <laughs> really are alive. Can the season yeah. get here? Around, please. <laughs> so, uh, but, Bull, do you have anything yeah. in your glass there? Do you have a drink? I have some water here. Take a drink because yeah, okay. I have okay. a feeling you're going to overheat on this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. So I want, you, I want you to bring your body temperature down right now. I'm not made of plutonium. No, for the I know you're not. I want you to take a big, deep breath. Yeah, all right. And I want you to listen carefully to Joel Batonio from camp. Was this Tuesday? Yeah. I think it was Wednesday. From, Wednesday. It was right, Wednesday. Right, right. So from Wednesday's mandatory camp afterwards, he talked to the media and he had this to say about Baker Mayfield. Listen. You know, Baker is my guy. I, I, I still remember, you know, the Thursday night Jets game when he came into the game and, and helped lead us to victory. And that was, you know, one of the, honestly one of the more special moments in my career just because it had been so long since we won games. And um, he's a tough guy and he, he played, he played his heart. He, he, you know, played his heart out for us and uh, I always respect that. He, he's still a friend of mine. You know, we text occasionally. And, you know, I think like everybody else, he's kind of waiting it out to see where he's where he's going, but um, no, Baker did a lot for this franchise. He won a lot of games. You know, he was he was he was a great player for us, and you know, I'll always be a friend. Go. So, so let me say this. First of all, Joe Batonio is one of my favorite players on the Browns. He's a great player. I said he's the most underrated player on the team. I think he's probably the second best guard in all of football behind what's his name, Nelson Quentin Nelson from the Colts, mm-hmm. right? However, okay. go ahead. <laughs> yeah, all right, love the guy. Yep. He's phenomenal. Okay, I, I, I'm not mad at him, but. Let me get to a couple things. Number one, Joe Batonio in his, what, seven years in the league has never said a bad word about anybody. Never. Nor should he. I'm not going to rip any teammates. So I didn't expect him to say anything bad about Baker. But as soon as he said that, I rolled my eyes and I said, oh, Jay and the Baker bros. Yep, here we go. They're all going to tell us, (laughs) oh, Batonio loves Baker. (laughs) Batonio loves everybody. And Batonio's going to love Watson because he's going to get him even more wins eventually when he gets to play. All right? But this, the fans, the Baker bros that are obsessed with every time somebody says something nice about Baker. Good. I'm sure most of his teammates like him. G and I know for a fact 
that there's at least one player on his team that does not like him, and he's a good player on his team. I'm well, not, you'd be hard-pressed to find any quarterback that doesn't have hey, one guy on the team. I don't know. He's an important player on the team. I'm not going to say who it is. You, you can say who it is if you want. Oh, wait, did we confirm okay. that that was definitely legitimate? Uh, we, we, we got 99% confirmation. He's shaking his head, yeah. 98%, 98 well, confirmation. Well, well, you may well, have been getting catfished. And, well, and, and you know it. Hey, but here's it's the thing. Possible. It's possible. But here's the thing. Chance. This, this individual was sure right about Jadavian Clowney. That's true. He mm. was. Same source. Yeah. Same, Same source. Okay, yeah. okay. Same source. Okay. And... and Oh, we can't do. No, nah, we can't. We can't, can't reveal our sources. See, that, the, the reason <laughs> I brought it up, Steve, Steve, our executive producer, yeah. is off camera saying, "Say it, say uh, it." The reason they're not going to say it because they're not sure. Hey, there's hey, this much. We have. There's this much. Jay, Jay, we went <laughs> through the technical journalism school. You taught the class on ethics, and I can't really go down. All, that. I'll say, <laughs> all I'll say is this: one of the one of the players' uh, parents. Yeah. Has contacted both G and, and I. see, to me, that just sounds like you y'all got catfished and didn't know. <laughs> yeah, yo, I'm someone's dad. There, there's, there's a prominent uh, uh, beat reporter who claims that the person right. is legit. Yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. Right. So, okay. so, we, so we believe it. We believe it. You can believe it. Especially because that person told us that this player's two favorite broadcasters in Cleveland are Arthur. me and G. Yeah, yeah. Right? yeah that's, <laughs> that's, that's right. That's why we believe Hell it. Hell yeah, I believe <laughs> it. Right. Of course we believe it. serious, bro. All right. So, here's the thing. Bra the, the Baker bros are still out there, okay? And, and listen, Baker's a nice player. I, I You know, even though I said he sucks sometimes. Blah, blah, blah. Right. Overall, mm -hmm. my analysis when I'm being fair, which yeah. is most of the time, is that the guy is an average NFL quarterback. But, as I have said before, because almost pretty much every quarterback the Browns have had for the last 40 years outside of Bernie Kosar and Baker has been absolute Trash. Careful, Tim no Couch offense. is in that family. No offense. Tim Couch, Tim Couch had awful pieces Tim Couch around. Tim Couch was in it. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. an expansion squad. I take yeah, yeah, Tim Couch out of it because yeah, he, he's not unfair. even on the list. Yeah. It's yeah, not yeah. fair. Tim Couch was in it. Well, that's why I brought spot. that up. Yeah. Yeah, yes. Yeah. You yes. said everybody I, but Bernie. You're right. Tim Couch is just like by himself an impossible spot. Could not possibly succeed in his in his position. And he played pretty well considering the we circumstances. also had Derek Anderson who had a nice year. He had one year. Yeah, I know. One year. I know. That was him. But yeah. when you see bad quarterback after bad quarterback after bad quarterback, mediocrity looks better than it is. Mm. Okay? There's, there's and that's that. what has happened yeah. here. Yeah. So he won one playoff game. All credit. I wasn't knocking him at the time. You I was I, I he he played well. The defense played well. They got off to a good start. He won that game. Kudos to him. But one playoff win, even though this franchise was desperate for one, doesn't give you this great lifetime pass. Like you're the Messiah coming to town. That's not what the case is. In the end, they had a chance to get better at the position. So Joel's wrong. No, Joel. All Joel said was he still considers him a friend. I don't think anything he said wrong. Yeah. What I'm bothered by the quote is just that it riles up the Baker Bros. Yeah, that's the only problem. Well, right. whenever any someone says anything bad about Baker, yeah, oh, you love to put that in the show and love like, it. We gotta start the show <laughs> with Let's him. Get Anderson. We gotta start the show <laughs> with him. Talking about Robbie Anderson. Robbie Anderson, bring him to Cleveland. Absolutely a fact. <laughs> Bill is the first one to get in the group I, chat yes. saying, oh, "So you know what it is? We gotta it's, start it's with like today. most things in life. Yeah, we we." Cling on to things that fit our narrative, and we push away right. those that don't. Of course, but I'm not saying everybody on the Browns hates Baker. No, I'm and saying even, there's a few guys probably and, don't like him like anybody and else. And Aditi so. has said, look, guys, Baker was a great teammate, and his teammates loved him. She said that on this very show. So I, I had a chance to talk to uh, Ronnie Harrison, safety, mm -hmm. and at the barbecue, and I asked him about Baker. He was like, hey, you know, how was Baker as a teammate? They absolutely loved the guy. Yeah. But, you know, I... You know, I asked him about how do you feel about what's going on? He was like, listen, the general consensus was pretty much what we've been talking about all year. He's like, look, whoever management decides to play on the center, that's who we're going to support. We like Baker. He's a good guy. I'll let him figure out his contract situation and I'll figure out. And my that's situation. what smart players. Say. Right, right. Yeah. He, he I, I assumed he was going to say that and but I'm sure he's seeing the difference of that ball flying off of Deshaun oh, Watson's yeah. hand. And to your point, you'll you'll be able to notice mediocrity, average to elite. Yeah. It is that simple. It'll jump off the screen. Average. Oh yeah. I, I, I've been married twice. I was married the first time, right? 
I give her credit. She came to some functions. She didn't have an attitude all the time. She won one playoff game. She was mediocre. (laughs) She she did some good stuff. So you married Baker first, and now you're married to Deshaun. But then then when it was time to make them moves, I'm looking at, I'm like, I'm trying to solidify. I'm going to have kids. What are we going to do with this house? What are we doing? We we build together. I noticed some cracks in the foundation. (laughs) Well, it's because you were doing the makeup. I couldn't couldn't really go to the next level with her. That's why my career wasn't where I was at. I'm now look where I'm at. I got married again. I'm looking good. I'm smelling good. Losing weight. <laughs> out here moving to my see that's the difference between getting with somebody that's gonna get you a divisional playoff game and somebody that's gonna take you to the championship game. <laughs> there you go. Drop that might be mic. the best analogy you've ever made Fantastic. on the show. <laughs> Mike drop. Your first wife was Baker Mayfield. Your third wife. Think she's watching right Watson. now. The first wife. So, yeah, she probably still hating. <laughs> <laughs> but she know I'm looking good. She know I'm looking. No disrespect. That's right. I, I wish the best luck. Jaquel, to you. have you heard the stories about how G. Bush, with his first wife, was looking at her makeup, and he was looking at her like, "Babe, your eyebrows are a little crooked." And, and, so the, he looked up YouTube makeup yeah, tutorials yeah, and took over her makeup kit. Yeah, I what said, you were doing her makeup? Yeah, yes. I, I told her what I, I said. Her, and she I, trusted you to do her makeup. Her eyebrows will see minus. I told her, her eyebrows will see minus. <laughs> and oh no, she I, I, I don't eyebrows. cross over to that but, girl. But I will say this: I give credit. I ain't no hater. I give credit. Her eyebrows now. She got a minus eyebrows. <laughs> For real. Why well, the minus? Why not just day? Well, well, sometimes she got this eyebrow over here. Every woman's eyebrows is not symmetrical, right? You, yeah. They're like one is either shorter, it can yeah. be thinner. Look, she over there. Pre- Wait, you talking like, about your first wife or your second wife? No, everybody. You better be woman, careful. Right? Do you do you your second careful. wife's makeup too? Yeah. 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 Hey man, hey man. <laughs> it's a good for you. Man right hey, good for you. you. Got to get it together. I said, oh, listen. Now, what if you. they were to come at you and say, bro, you got some. Your, okay. your eyebrows are all off too. Well, mine's a little thin right here, but I can't come in there as a grown man. I'm I'm six five, three hundred something. You can't be running around here with a stencil on. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she tell me I need a haircut. Can we do that one day? <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> it, 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 go ahead. Would you let your wife line you up? No. Unacceptable. Well, why? Wait, whoa, 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 Wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. Rules for thee, but uh, not for me. I had to practice first. Now she get with me, and we. Who'd be you like, practice on? The first Wait. wife. <laughs> by the way, by the way, we the folks may not know. I don't know if we've ever talked about this on the air, but there was one day after a show where you were doing Tyvis's hair. Yeah, I was. Yeah, I got him yeah. together. So, so okay. to, to bring a Straightening him up, filling in some powder. Yeah. We were doing it right here. We were laughing hysterically. Oh, my God. I believe in investing in your woman. You should invest <laughs> in your woman, right? Wow. You should. Hold I, on. Brianna's writing something down feverishly <laughs> on the board. Brianna, what do you got? Just say it. <laughs> Look, I can't see. I ain't got no glasses on. Microblading. Like, the microblading. Oh, yes. That's what you do now. Is that the thing yep. where they the, take the, those strings and they, like, pluck that's, them out? That's threading. That's right. threading. Right. Do you know how to do this? Can you teach no, G Bush? But it's not cheap. It, it costs, you know, from 400 and up. So I learned the hard way. One of the, one of the biggest things that I, I, I regret, you know, when you, you divorce, you say what you're going to pay, what you got to pay, what you got to pay, right? So we split up our stuff, and you know, I'm like, this is crazy. Did Don't, she get the makeup kit, or did you get no, it? The, no, no. <laughs> forget the makeup kit. I had to pay the laser hair removal bill. So Ooh. she got laser hair removal everywhere. Mm, and wow. so then when we got divorced, she's like, yeah, that's that's your part. You got to take care. So it, oh <laughs> it was, you have goodness. to pay her laser removal. Bill. It was either that or order furniture and, and, and we had a rental apartment order or something yeah. else. I was like, I'll take that. But then I had to go tell my new wife. Yeah, if you see something coming out of my account, that's oh it. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> that's from Best Buy Divorce Settlement. Oh, my goodness. That's that settlement game. But, listen, you know, shout out, shout, shout out to my wife. She took it all in stride. She was like, Elisa, you better have it paid before we get married, though. Yeah, she doesn't want to be paying because yeah. she's otherwise she's paying for yeah, it. Right, right, she's paying for it, right? Exactly. All right. Yeah. Um, we're going to stay on the uh, soundbite train here. Anthony Walker Jr., who's really, he really emerged as a leader on on this team last year. There's a lot to love about not just his play, but also his energy and the guys gravitate to his leadership. Uh, This week, he said that there is something special going on with this current roster. Let's play this and then we'll react to it. Okay. I'll be completely honest. Uh, You know, when I was in Indy, um, I thought that we, we established that culture there. Um, and I, when I came here, uh, it was a, it was a little different. Um, and I'm, I'm starting to feel 
what I felt in Indy, you know, when I when I was there, you know, just the brotherhood that we had, all the guys coming together, um, you know, the team camaraderie. Um, you know, last year, you know, it was you know a little standoffish, and you know a lot of guys, you know, again, this is professional football, so I get it. But to be a great team, you got to have that camaraderie, you got to have that uh, that team mindset because when you go through the the dark days of, you know, sometimes you may lose or, you know, the dog days of camp, the dog days of this grind, a mini camp and everything like that. You need that team, that team brotherhood, that team bond to keep bringing you together. And uh, I'm glad that we're building that. Dequel, talk about that right there, that chemistry mm -hmm. that you can't really see, but you can feel. Yes. How, how big is that for a that, team? That he's exactly right. In Indianapolis, we had that. When I was here, Mike Adams. Mike Adams is a guy every Friday he would get, he would have DB night. Either we'll be at someone's house or we'll go to a, a restaurant. That builds team chemistry. It is very important in the locker room that guys hang out outside of the building because the building, it gets monotonous. You're doing the same things. And off the field, you get to know, you know, the your, your teammates' wives, their mm -hmm. kids, their right. family, how they operate, what they believe in, and it's definitely important. The fact that he came out and said it now gives me the the idea that now he's really evolving as that team leader. Mm -hmm. He's that outspoken leader for the defense and for that team. And if he's talking about it, uh, I think it's a great thing. Back to my conversation I, I had with Ronnie Harrison yesterday at the barbecue, he was also telling me, hey, some guys are throwing a birthday party and a lot of guys are going flying down to Atlanta wherever the place they were going to go and I immediately thought this team is going to be pretty good they're already hanging out they're already nice. planning to, to yeah. hang out mm -hmm. with each other so I'm a big component of hanging out outside of the building yeah. and it does it, it pays huge dividends in the but was future. that a shot at Baker perhaps I, no no but as like much as I'd love to say it was I don't think because, it was because he, he did kind of imply that it's happening now yeah it wasn't here last yeah. year I, I do uh, think he did I believe either before or after that I because I, I saw somebody tweet this question and then qualify it by saying he thought COVID was a factor in their oh, life. Oh, that makes sense. You know, but and, and another thing. Because they couldn't of, get together outside right, of the right, right. Think about right. this, too. Last year, this defense had so many new players. Good point. Right? Mm -hmm. There were a ton of new players. This and they, year. And they couldn't bond right. outside of the building. And they right. couldn't bond because of COVID. Right. That was a factor. Right. This year, who's new on the defense besides the rookies? Yeah. Nobody. No. Mm -hmm. All the veterans are the same. Right? Did they have any? No. Veterans that are new? I don't no. think so. No. Oh, Chase Winovich. Chase Winovich. Yeah, Chase is new. You're but right. But the crux, like the majority of the key players on this defense have have at least been here two years. Yeah. That's a big difference. Dequel, yeah. how big is that? The fact that, you know, not because the first yeah. half of the season, we were saying. Right. Defense was not great for The yeah. D.C. has yeah. to go. Yeah. You know, Woods was taking yeah. all kinds of fire from all sides. But, boy, the second half of the they season, mm -hmm. yeah. this was a playoff caliber defense. Yeah, it pays dividends because the guys, the returning guys, they understand the rhythm of how the defensive coordinator makes calls throughout a game. And now you have a you, you have a sixth sense about it. And when you have a collective effort, when you have collective guys coming back, another year under the system, another year hanging out, another year building that chemistry. Now you're going to see a touch better uh, of play, in my opinion. You know, anytime you, you've been in the system for more than one year, multiple years, it only – you go back to the Pittsburgh days, back in the old days when I was playing. Those guys were so good on defense because they ran the same system forever. Yeah. yeah. And it's it, it just – it's simple math, in my opinion. Sure. And, you know, I, I think – I usually always say this, and people say, what the heck does that mean? You know, either you eat birthday cake with somebody or you don't, right? <laughs> birthday cake, if you go to somebody's house, right, and you ain't got no kids. I go to Adam the Bull's house. I ain't got no kids. I bring my wife, and he, his kid got a birthday party. He like nine. You got to know I mess with you. You got to know <laughs> we cool because I'm coming to a little kid's party yeah, with yeah. nothing to show for, and yeah. I'm just coming up, pulling up, having birthday cake with a little kid. If somebody do that for you, you great. Mm -hmm. It's something about like in culture, like I'm big into food. Like mm -hmm. if you sit down and have a meal oh, with somebody. Yeah. Oh, know, yeah, yeah. Like when you break bread. Right. That's you, a bonding right. event. Right. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, know yeah. what I'm saying? Like fishing. Like, that's a thing. Yeah, yeah. And, Movies. And that's that type of stuff that that puts you in a different level, man. And you yeah. want to be like, hey, I'm gonna go out here and play hard for this dude because mm -hmm. I, I we got a shared meaning like it, other than that. I don't been on teams where it's like, yeah, I, I see these guys five, six times. And if you play defense, you really don't never see nobody playing offense. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They on the other side of the room, and right. you, you very rarely see them. Right. But if you're going out having meals with somebody, that's what builds that level of that trust. Sure. Okay, no we, doubt. we in it yeah. to win it, and we all on the same page. It, it's interesting. I was I saw, happened to see a video 
of Joe Burrow def- saying the Bengals should pay Jesse Bates their safety. Yeah, I saw mm. that. And he and they were like, and somebody asked him, "Hey, have you seen Jesse? Have you, you talked to Jesse Bates?" He's like, "Yeah, we're going to Vegas together next yeah. year." And yeah. I'm yeah. thinking the quarterback's yeah. going with the safety to to, to Vegas. That's together. why you want that type of they stuff. They had so much success. That guy understands it. And when you have your top dog that is touchable, approachable by everyone, and he's hanging out with everyone. Yeah. Especially the guys on the defense. The team morale. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Something tells way. me the well, the birthday party the Browns are planning in Atlanta probably won't include birthday cake. I, I, that's just a guess. Yeah. No, that's not just a guess. Hey, listen, let me tell you, don't get, hey, listen, I need y'all to have no ideas. Don't get in trouble. Don't get no <laughs> ideas. Go, Atlanta, yeah, right. Atlanta's the city where yeah, you honestly, can Yeah, I was thinking right. birthday cake on top of a woman, but that's probably not a good idea for this team. No, Bad no, idea. Yeah, no, women. no. Can no. we strike or that men. comment from the record? Scrub that from the internet. Gone forever. Gone forever. And we can't talk about sex at all now? No, not that. Dequel, have you ever been wrong? where you said, okay, this team has that chemistry mm-hmm. and that's going to lead to wins yeah. or Why you or I can't, you yeah, yeah, you it every single year. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, right, there might've right. been times on the Browns where you were like, man, we've got no gel or were there ever, did you ever play for a team where there were walls and there mm-hmm. wasn't that camaraderie, particularly away from the site, where you guys hit the field on Sundays and you had it. No, defensively, we were always tight. We were yeah. always tight. We, you had to be. The, you, because so it doesn't offense, always equate to success. No, hell no. <laughs> you still get your doors blown off. No, no. Right. I like those guys, but these guys still stink. <laughs> I had some of the best relationships, friendships on the defense because, you know, once you're in a situation like that, we don't have an offense, we're not winning. It actually you know, jails things a lot closer. Mm-hmm. And so you, you, you're in the fire with your buddy and you're getting your, your head pundled, you know, pummeled every week. And so it actually brings you together. But yeah, you no, it, just because we were close uh, did not equate to more. Win. I <laughs> wish it I wish it had. So we shouldn't me. get too excited about the fact that this team is really jealous. Well, this team is nice. Yes, you'd rather yeah. got a lot it. of talent on this team. Right. Yeah, no, right. that's true. Dequell didn't have a lot of talent. Did you ever him play on, on a team? That was it would have been in Indianapolis that was super talented, but just didn't get along and didn't have that vibe. Yeah, so in Indy the first year it was like that maybe because it was my first year there trying to get acclimated, mm-hmm. but it was everyone did their own thing. But once Mike Adams arrived, mm-hmm. oh man, yeah. he was like, this is a mandate. We we're all hanging out on Friday. We're all going to even if you come for five minutes, you need to come and then if you didn't come, you would get fined. Mm-hmm. The nice. teammates will find hey, yeah, that's twenty dollars, yeah. right? You know, so um, yeah, it ended up working out. This, this is kind of off the beaten trail. I've always wondered because because you know we were told that Andrew Luck was going to be Jesus and cleats. He we t- we heard yeah. that he was supposed to be the prototype. That was it. What was it like playing playing with Andrew Luck? He seemed to be like a, a little bit <laughs> we of were an talking enigma. about this for a while, right? Yeah. A little bit of an enigma. Yeah. Like I, yeah. I don't really get yeah. much. And he, then he showed up and he was just gone. Right? Yeah. So he he has a personality that you would probably equate to like Miles Garrett, right? He's uh, like an extreme nerd, right? Yep. But he's a great teammate. And Andrew, he had a flip phone. Let's say that. He had a flip phone <laughs> never had in 2015. Yeah. A flip phone? Like, you got to be kidding me. But Did like, he say why? Just He was just one of those guys that kind of walked, walked to his own, beat up his own drum and kind of did his own thing. But he loved food. He loved wine. And that's how we kind of bonded. Mm-hmm. You know, so uh, he was definitely... I mean, gifted is just he had the talent just jumps off the charts. But in terms of like leadership and under, he didn't realize the celebrity he was. I was telling Bull before before the show, the year we all made the Pro Bowl, it's like eight guys go to the Pro Bowl and, you know, the NFL pays for the flight. We're on a Southwest flight, nothing against Southwest. And <laughs> we're, we're looking around like, where's Andrew? Maybe he we're joking like, oh, he took the team's jet. And no, he comes walking in with a private security. He goes and sits down in the middle seat of a Southwest flight and everyone <laughs> recognizes what he told me. And this. it's just like we, we land. He's getting mobbed by fans, pictures, the whole deal. And I tap him like, Andrew, do you realize you can go to Mr. Ursay right now and ask for the jet? He will do anything for you. He's like, no, no, like Andrew. Please do get, this. Get the jet. Like he did, he did, <laughs> yeah, he so we can get on process the, the concept of him being the face of just the league, of fa- right? just I, which I, is odd because his dad grew up yes. in the NFL. He never had the stardom that that Andrew had, but you would think that he would have seen he, 
his dad go through that life and be a little more acclimated. We, we all respected it because he was he was very approachable. He was one of the guys, but he didn't want any special attention, and he could have asked for anything. The the fact that he was getting beat up week in and week out from an offensive standpoint, from the, because of the inability of the offensive line, he could have marched upstairs like, "Hey, Mr. Ursay, listen, I'm your golden ticket. Yeah, Either protect, protect me or I'm out of here." And he just never had that. Were you surprised that he walked away Man. at the oh, age he no, did? No, really? no, really? no. And, Andrew, football to him was because he was so gifted and so talented. He didn't need football. He never needed football. Right. He was so he's beyond. Smart. Oh yeah, yeah. He's, so he's okay. So above it. Uh, I mean, listen, he. I never felt like, and that was the issue in the front office, I think. And some players kind of looked at the, his leadership differently because he didn't. It felt like at times he didn't need the game mm -hmm. and sometimes, you know, when you don't need the game, you don't really care that you're getting beat up week in and week out. You, you start to question some things. Here Maybe there, it but, wasn't as important to him as it was to others. Yeah, so I mean, listen, I think he's a great guy. He's still a good friend of mine, but that was my only it my own personal issue I had yeah. with him. He could have, you know, put the hammer down when he needed to and he didn't at times. Was that the difference between, say, a Peyton Manning? And, and, and Andrew Luck, because the, the skill level with Andrew was clearly there. But with, with Manning and Brady you, and even Favre, their fire was – you just mm, felt it. as right. I'm, You felt it through the television set, and you could see that everybody on that offense yes. felt it and yes. feared them, yes. really. It, listen, yeah, that was – yeah, you're right. That's the only difference between a Peyton Manning – and I've never played with Peyton, but being in the building in Indy, you hear the stories about Peyton and, and the comparison. And maybe it's unfair because it's not Andrew's personality. So I've always thought, hey, if you understand that as a decision maker, go out and hire a pit bull on the offensive line that can get the other guys in line. Sure. Mm -hmm. And it just never really correlated. But uh, that's that's mm. that was his only knock. Uh, McNuggets, we want to do top five here? Let's do top five and okay. then quick what the internet is saying. So, okay. as always, our top five is sponsored by oh, yeah. Roundstone Insurance. There Roundstone offers a better alternative for affordable quality health care. For more than a decade, Roundstone Insurance has been saving small and mid-sized businesses money up to 20%. Yeah, 20%. Wow. Contact us today to learn how you can get great health care benefits that your employees will not only love but will help them save money too. Now, yesterday I sent you guys in the group chat that we were going to do oh, some yeah. sort of what happened here? basketball. Yeah, this is way off target. Yeah. Isn't it? What do you mean? You said you were going to do something with college football or? College football, basketball. Then I changed it this morning because the. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, okay. because the Warriors won the NBA Finals last okay, night. Right? And we didn't have it in the show because we had too much other stuff. So this was and, a way to. And besides, it sucks if Why would won. we talk wow. about the Warriors game. winning another championship? Wow. Yeah. So <laughs> I got some salt this, for this though. open cut. Mm. What do you say? You have some salt for this open cut? <laughs> well, this is the five best trophies in sports. So hmm. it's a way to oh. give them a tiny bit of credit without ever talking about them whatsoever. <laughs> so these I are the see. five okay. best trophies in sports. And That's we'll a start good topic. I've never really thought about that. Number five, Steve. The old Crystal Ball National Championship College Football Trophy. I don't like the new one, but the old BCS Crystal Ball is a swaggy trophy. It did have some bling yeah. to it. I yeah. mean, people, I'm surprised nobody broke that in all them years, handing the ball to these guys. Usually yeah. it's a quarterback or a running back or some skilled guy that got the ball. Yeah. That's used to dealing with that the, yeah. dealing with the yeah. You don't want to give that right. to a lineman. Yeah, yeah, don't um, give it to I, me. I'll say what's funny about that trophy is sort of like the Stanley Cup. It's It, it was mythical in that when it, everywhere that it went, and they were constantly bringing that to sites during the college football season to show it off like it would be at the Ohio State Michigan game or whatever, it would come to ESPN a lot. They had a person whose job for the year was to follow that trophy and to take care of it. Mm. Oh, and wow. it was in a box that was sealed with all this foam and everything, and then they would take it out, and he would have to shine it up before we ever put it on camera. <laughs> what do you do I, for a living? I'm the security guard for a trophy. <laughs> I'm the keeper of the trophy. <laughs> That's a great bit. Obscure jobs yes. in sports. Yeah. Top five oh, yeah. obscure the jobs. The guy that does yeah. the Stanley Cup has the best job because the, the, the legend of that trophy is that every – player and coach on the winning team gets to have the trophy for a day. Yeah. So this dude gets to go to see some real behind that's the scenes true. stuff. Because cool. what's happened to that? I hope that's your number one coolest how, trophy how, in sports. How, how much do you think they get paid though, to, to watch the crystal ball? How Oof. much do you get paid a year? I'd say that's probably in the 50 range. 
They're probably not valuing it as much as it yeah, really yeah. is. Because it doesn't generate be any revenue, you know. <laughs> right, right, so it's just like, I'm like 50 after. grand, I'm taking it home and, you know, eating soup out of it. I would <laughs> I would almost volunteer to do the Stanley <laughs> Cup thing for a year for free. That sounds fun. Just because you're going to go to some of the greatest parties. You're going to see some things that you won't be able to talk about. Mm. I need but, a stipend. I at, least need, I at least need a per diem. We'll pay your meals. <laughs> All right, what's number four? Stanley Cup's coming, don't worry. But number four, the trophy we want to see most in Cleveland, the Lombardi Trophy. My only issue with it is it gets smudged up. It gets super smudged. Yeah, never changed. That is, fingerprints yeah. everywhere. It's not as clean as I don't know. Has that changed? Because DeQuell just yeah. asked Jason Lloyd's. And, can you remember that if, if that was what it looked like? When they handed out the first one, I, I'm sure it didn't look like that for the first one. Yeah, yeah I'm sure. Yeah, that's changed. a good. I need to look that and up. And besides, it certainly wasn't called the Vince Lombardi Trophy because it, he won the first and, one. But everybody, I, I think, if it's the most prestigious trophy, everybody want that one. That one yeah. is like, I asked somebody, you know, what, do you, what would you rather have, a, a golden jacket to the NFL uh, Hall of Fame mm. or, or one of those trophies, a Super Bowl ring? And people be like, well, I don't know, man, because I mean, that's a tough, tough one to ask. A Super Bowl. Mm. Would you rather have it? You know what? I may rather be a Hall of Famer only because years ago I did a signing during Super Bowl mm. and uh, Jonathan Ogden was there mm. and what they were paying me was stark difference than what he was getting. Paid. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it was. I was like, wait a minute. Yeah, that's this an is industry. What Hall you, of Fame. When you go to the Hall get? of Fame, <laughs> that's an industry. Yeah. It was crazy. Six, almost six figures. Wow, for a signing. signing. For one signing. For two hours. I've had oh I've had multiple yeah. Hall of Famers tell yeah. me that it's like you can run a bake sale whenever you want. Yes. So it, you literally yes. can monetize it. To whatever level you want. Yes. It's how many appearances do you want to do in a year? How many oh signings? How many amazing. card shows? It how many amazing. events? Mm-hmm. And it's there for the taking. Yes. Wow. So I think, I, I think, yeah. That, yeah, that's, it's like that. That's ridiculous. From the business perspective, <laughs> From the business I think perspective. that's that is the smart play. Yes. Uh, I'm trying to find a picture of the first. I think I always Super thought Bowl most. Trophy. That's it. That's it's, it. That is it, but it looked gold. That was made in Wow. Yeah. So they and haven't changed it. Wow. That could be a is good that, trivia. So, because our executive producer Steve is off camera, you didn't hear what he said, so I'll repeat it. That the current Super Bowl trophy is is exactly the way it looked for the first one. Pete Rozelle, who was was he the first commissioner of the NFL? Yeah. So I knew he was a longtime commissioner. He was the first commissioner of the NFL. He sketched it on the back of a napkin. Wow. And. And, somebody else didn't give it to him. Oh, somebody else sketched it on the back of a napkin, gave it to that's kind of how we drafted Johnny Menzel. <laughs> <laughs> and 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 then he went to Tiffany and said, make this yeah. beautiful trophy, and the rest yeah. is history. That's number four. What's By the way, three? I think most players, if they're totally honest, would say what the Quell says. That they'd um, rather have the Hall of Fame mm-hmm. than the Super Bowl. I agree. Yeah. Because I think it's, almost it's, every player is too it's too it's hit or miss with this like championships are very overrated in sports I, to me. I, I, yeah, like, they're I love very what, overrated. I mean, you'd love to have both. Of yeah. course. Oh, yeah. Yes. But yes. like I love yeah. the people that are like I'd rather be the last man on a championship team than the star of a bad team. You're crazy. You're full of crap. Yeah. <laughs> right. you, you got a real I job. I want to be the now. last man on <laughs> a championship what, team. Every player knows. You make the Hall of Fame, what that comes with. Yeah. When yeah. The yeah. amount of revenue you can and bring in. And the club in. that you're It's like one of the most exclusive and yeah. coolest clubs oh, on man. the planet. Yeah. Number three. Number three, the Commissioner's Trophy, a.k.a. what you win when you win the World Series. I didn't know it was called the Commissioner's Trophy. Yeah, I did, awesome but I'm, I'm just a weird baseball it geek. shouldn't be because the Commissioner of Baseball is a dope. <laughs> yeah, we, and the sport hasn't had a lot guy. of commissioners that have been loved. Right. Why? Yeah. What is this? Is this is this interesting trophy? Most prestigious the trophy? It, That's not the coolest trophy. Let, let's move it along because this is not the best. <laughs> yeah, thank you. So, uh, yeah. What's number yeah. two? Number two. I know what number one is, but what's number two? Number two. Uh, the WWE heavyweight. Oh, no, get out you of here. You mean Bull's no. belt isn't oh, on there? No. Uh, Our oh, Jeep Bush's belt what? isn't on there? Oh, my God. The my belt is the best belt. That's better than the People's Champ belt. Uh, what is that? Wait, what I is don't know. I got a hologram on that joint. You, By just, the way, you just lost me. Like. I know I'm going to get people mad with this. WWE is not sports. No, it's, it's entertainment. They're athletes. Yeah. On, man. But it's not a sport no. because the outcome is determined. Tell the Undertaker that, Bull. Tell the Undertaker that. The outcome is determined. 
Yeah, you can't. It's not a sport. If, if they're the great NFL, athletes. Imagine if the NFL players were actors and they were just going out there and choreographing. <laughs> uh, again, I don't, take away, I don't take away from them their athletic ability. They're very they're, athletic. A lot of those guys are it's great athletes. Right. Do you guys remember when John Stossel was a reporter for 2020? Yeah. And he was doing an interview with, yeah. it, with a big-time wrestler. I can't remember his name. But he said, you know, who was it? Dave Schultz, it was Dave Schultz. He said, you know, what do you have to say about this? This is fake. And he hauls him off <laughs> smacked him right and head. smacked him, and he, and he cupped him in the ear and, and did damage, and he sued Schultz and won. Yeah. But oh he, he beat I, him up pretty good, and he said, I mean, is that fake? And he hit him again. I loved wrestling when I was a kid. Loved it. But it's not a sport. No, it's it, not a sport. Yeah. It can't be a sport if the outcomes are the And number one is got to be the that. Stanley Cup. Number right? one is the Stanley Cup. Yeah. And one of my all-time sports jerseys, I want to chug a beer out of the Stanley Cup. I saw some some NHL players do it in their post-game celebration. I don't know yeah. how I'll ever get Guys to Guys have probably had yeah. here. They're watching there. This is post-COVID. No, nah, man. That's nasty. Post-COVID. Um, the coolest nah, thing yeah. about that trophy to me is the name of every player that's ever played for a Stanley Cup winning team is engraved in that trophy. Can yeah. you show that? Can't read them. Can you take another picture that's of it? You cool. actually can. We'll they're pretty small, but you can yeah. read them. If you call it up, um, that's why the trophy has all those layers yeah, to it. Yeah, right. Mm. You can see the original layer it's up amazing. at the top, and wow. then they just keep adding layers down and yeah, down and cool. down. That's pretty cool. By the way, I'm not. it's not one of my favorite sports, but I would I, – instead of the stupid WWE, you should have had, like, the Wimbledon trophy. What about the, what about the Heisman trophy? FIFA. Heisman, yeah. Where's can the Heisman? Oh, double yeah, Heisman. Heisman. The Heisman trophy is a big miss on my end, hand up. But it was championship trophies. So, I didn't consider necessarily the Heisman oh, championship. Oh, okay. So, what about a championship trophy? Wimbledon's a plate. Get out of here with yeah, that. Yeah, that's not cool a good one. Yeah, I, I like that. The green cool. jacket is the only one that I, I didn't know if that was really considered a trophy or it's not. not. That was kind of where not. I, it's just, I felt. It's just a gift. It's, a, it's, the, it's considered a the, badge the, of um, douchiness. The funny story on the Heisman Trophy, when, when Eddie George won the Heisman Trophy, I was yeah. working in Columbus, and we, we were flying back. They, this is true. I think it was LaGuardia that we flew back from. They yeah. made him put the trophy through the, uh, the x-ray machine, oh and it broke God. the hand. It broke the thumb. What? And they had to create another trophy for him and give oh it to him. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. He's freaking Eddie George. Lady, you shouldn't have to put lady, that in. This guy, did you watch TV last night? Did you read a paper? <laughs> this damn. is the real. They put it through the x-ray machine, and they broke it. Hey, That's hey, a post, some people post just post don't nine, get it. Post 9-11, he got padded to get padded down. Mm. And don't bring no water in there either. Nuggets. <laughs> so we're doing a first here, a back-to-back ad read. This is for PCC Air Force, what the internet is oh, saying. Wow. We have a big thing to tell you guys. But as always... Why don't you guys look at PCC Airflows if you need anything to do with an airplane? Are you looking for a job with career advancement and great benefits? PCC Airflows is a leading manufacturer in Northeast Ohio. All locations of PCC Airflows in Eastlake, Menor, Wycliffe, and Minerva are hiring for all positions up to $18 an hour. Plus, get full benefit packages, paid time off, and a signing bonus. Apply online at precast.com slash careers to learn more. And the internet is saying they love to quell. Get of course this. they do. For the first time in UCSS history. We've broken 3,000 live views in the first hour alone. Wow. Wow. 3,000 in the first hour alone. What's odd about that is Friday's usually our least watched day. Yep. Dequell, what are you doing next week? (laughs) (laughs) Can we get him a private jet to Cleveland every Friday? I don't don't need a private jet. No, no, no. I'll be back. Get Andrew Luck on that. Where is he? (laughs) No. <laughs> I, I'm not surprised at all by that because yeah. I, I told you this the very first time we had to call yeah. on the show. Yeah. When I was with ESPN, I was helping out with their NFL boot camp. And I can't remember if I met you with the NFL boot camp or the one we did that was just for the Browns. I think it was for the Browns. I think it was just for the Browns yep. with yep. Jerry Madelon. Yep. So yep. we came in and Jerry, who was at ESPN and ran the, the boot camp, told me, talk to all the guys, get a sense of you know who can do this and who can't. And I, I don't know that I ever told you this, but when we when the players left, and there were a lot of players that had interest in doing broadcast, mm. when they left, I told Jerry, I said, Dequell Jackson is going to be a star in this business when he's done playing. Because he's smart, he, he understands how to give answers in 15-second bursts, and he says a lot of meaningful stuff. And I told Jerry at the time, I go, he, appreciate he's, gonna, he's gonna be a star one day on camera. And not only is Dequell great, with us and whatever he's doing in media wise, but also he was popular when he was here. I mean, the fa- hugely popular. They didn't have a lot of players to root for. Right. Dequell was one of the guys like every week. I think I mentioned this one time we did on our radio show. We did this segment, good, bad and ugly. 
right? And when, and for the most part, your team was ugly. Yeah, yeah I mean, fair, the team was ugly. Fair. But every week, I'd be like, well, we can put DeQuell on the good list. <laughs> right. yeah. He had 17 <laughs> tackles this week, you know? It was like the one of, like, five guys you could rely on to play well every week, and the fans appreciated and that. He, and he's yeah. the only dude that pulled up with, part, with, with gifts. See, that's I, true. I'm waiting. Hey, maybe hey. that maybe that's why. But I'm he pulled up. Yeah, he pulled yeah. up. That's that mojo. Hey, Tim A. Tim Couch. I'm gonna see what well, you Tim got. Hey, no, when, when he comes in, <laughs> when you pull I, up. I do feel like there should have been a parting shot. If you know what I'm saying. We yes. have shot glasses. Oh. We do have shot glasses. You want to pour one up? Yep. Can we do Let's a parting shot? Absolutely. Yep. Yes. Let's do it. Absolutely. Let's do it. Let's we'll do a shot. We'll go to break. I'm coming out. Is Dequell leaving after the first hour, or is he sticking around? I thought he said he had to leave. Yeah, I got to catch a flight. Yeah, he's yeah. got to leave. By, by the way, I'm, if they... I'm going to uh, something in the water festival, and my wife was like, you have to okay, be Okay, so you got to go. Yeah. All right, so we have four four shots here for our parting shot. All right. Um, let's, uh, okay. Who, though, is going to open their bottle and right. pour four shots out of it? Because I'm, I'm saving mine. Open mine? I'm yeah. saving mine. I, I was going to use mine for a party. Who wants the championship one? Uh, Who's the fourth one for? Open wait, yours, wait. Mike. It is. No, it, it was for Brad. For McNuggets. Oh. No, no, he thought for, it was going to be for Brad Sellers, but Brad's yeah, not here today. Gonna, gee, well, you save, save it for, no, you, yeah. you, you, you're make, too young. You're going to make me open mine? <laughs> well, what if, look, open Brad. Open Brad. Big homie. Hey, big homie. Hey, listen, plus watch me. I got to go through Warrensville. I wasn't even drinking. This is a prop. No, by the time you drink or by the time you drive, it's going to be well over two hours well, well, from well, now. Well, well, you know, Jay, uh, you know, now I'm losing so much weight. It goes right <laughs> to my bloodstream, you know. Are these clean, Anthony? Yes, I, okay. Yeah, I, I do want to point that out. None of us will be driving within the next two no, hours. No, no. So we're, we're clear on that. Yeah. Oh, I love the cork top, too. Mm, smells good. You want to smell oh, that? Oh, yeah, I want to smell that, too. All right. <laughs> that sounded a little creepy, Jay. <laughs> Okay, that's smooth. Maybe that we won't do a, a full okay. shot. That we don't want to. Yeah, like a little shot. This that's is good. probably the first time yeah. in history we're doing shots on air. By the way, it might be the last, too. <laughs> <laughs> Our boss, Steve, is over there going, I'm not <laughs> watching this. Is it? Yeah. Is this, right. this is okay, right? Hey, that's the last one. Uh huh. Where? Shot glass, yeah. Okay. Hey, hey we're going <laughs> hey, yeah, to. They said, listen, hey, hey, don't be. Hey, don't. Don't be See? bringing no more bottles up in here. I'm gonna let DeQuell give the toast because he, he yeah. was, he's the guest and it's and it's his scotch. I want to say you know what? Thank you guys for embracing me. Thank you for the Cleveland community. And you know what? This show is gonna be one that it sticks around for a very long time. And I, I appreciate That's the love. Yeah. Yeah. Here, here, buddy. Yes. 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 Cheers. Cheers. You can't do this on the radio. <laughs> Ooh, that's good. There's no pinch, no bite. Very smooth. That is very good. I don't even drink it all because it's I really good. like alcohol. But Stop it, really Ryan. Y'all ain't no professional drinkers. Y'all better go That's get very good. <laughs> all right, we're, we're taking a break to quell. The show's only going to get better. A million yeah. thanks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you don't want to miss the next hour. Trust me. Well, thanks, She's going to be naked Great by you. the end of the show. You, More of the Cleveland Sports Show, and who knows where it's going from here <laughs> right after this. That was awesome.